0: Hello dear friends, hope you've all been peaceful in the Lord during the past week. Welcome back to Revelation Bible study number 39 from The Last Day's Ministry here at WGM Church. Before we continue today's study, let's begin with the words from Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him will I trust. The final book of the Holy Bible, the book of Revelation, in which the Lord said, Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Today we will be picking up from where we left off last week uh, with studying the contents of chapter 19 on the second coming of Jesus Christ as the judge unto earth. Our Lord told us to search the scriptures. It means to study the Bible in detail from beginning to the end. Otherwise, we cannot understand God's will. When the church teaches the word to children, as the word enters their hearts from such a young age, and when they know that God's will is what God's will is, they will not leave the words of God as they grow up. Therefore, even though we've covered the words of Revelation chapter 19, verses 7 to uh, 9, let's review them once more. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he saith unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. One of the mysteries found in the Bible is the mystery of the relationship between the church and Christ. In the last part of Ephesians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul notes that a man leaves his parents and becomes one with his wife. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Ephesians 5 verse 31 and 32 Similarly, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, left his heavenly Father and came down to earth seeking a wife where sinners are. Just as it says in Ephesians 1, God's will is predestinated before the foundation of the world to adopt us as his children in Christ. In other words, through many parables of wedding invitations, the Lord has shown us about God marrying people like us through the Gospels. Likewise, it is amazing to know that Heavenly Father made people like us, God's children, marry his only begotten Son. We are legally forgiven of our sins through the blood of Christ, and by receiving the Holy Spirit, whosoever is justified is the bride of the Lamb, Jesus Christ. Those who received the Savior were cleansed of all their sins, born again by the Holy Spirit, have already been chosen as the bride of Christ. And now they must prepare for the marriage at the Lord's arrival. So, during the seven years, the saints who are raptured receive their rewards at the judgment seat of Christ, according to what they have done on earth, as all wrongdoings are burned away and cleansed, and as they enter the wedding feast with the Lord. For this reason, tribulation and judgment will take place down here on earth. But the bride of Christ, the children of God, who suffered on earth, ascend into heaven and is now preparing for the wedding ceremony. Hence the word, for the marriage of the Lamb is come and his wife hath made herself ready. Are you prepared? We must be holy just as the Lord told us to be because he is holy. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. John seventeen seventeen. We must wash with the water of God's word. When we receive the word of God and obey him, all the filth in us are washed away and become the word of God. In other words, the word becomes flesh. When Gabriel appeared to Mary, she said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Luke one thirty eight. Christ was conceived because the word of Christ was fulfilled within. So similarly, when we receive Christ, the word, our sins are forgiven and we become one body because Christ dwells in us, which is a mystery. So the purpose of a wedding is to help us to realize this mystery. The marriage of the Son of God to us sinners is such a profound mystery that the Apostle Paul said, This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. People who don't realize this through marriages are spiritually blind. So now the marriage of the Lamb is almost upon us. His wife has made herself ready as well. Anyone who accepts Jesus Christ and has been born again by the Holy Spirit is ready to become the wife of Christ. So when the Lord comes, she will cast off this filthy body and put on a new body. That is when the spirit, soul, and body created in the Garden of Eden are fully restored and become the bride of Christ just like Adam and Eve are one body. For that reason, the Apostle Paul said, And so it is written, the first man Adam was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. In First Corinthians 15 verse 45, He saved us who were dead due to sin, and He married us. He will bring back Eden, That's why the Lord is coming back to Jerusalem. This is the place where Garden of Eden once stood. That's why the Lord promised his disciples that he would reign as king by restoring Eden and perfecting the earth for a thousand years, which had been devastated by the devil. Unto his soon-to-be martyred apostles, the Lord said this in Luke 22, verse 28 through 30, ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations. And I appoint unto you a kingdom as my Father hath appointed unto me, that ye may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. The Apostle Paul said the same in 2 Timothy 2.12. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, He also will deny us. We are not apostles, but those who endured all difficulties, sacrificed and suffered for the gospel of Jesus Christ, would come down and rule with the Lord on earth. That's why the Lord told the Jewish disciples to pray like this, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth, as it is in heaven, according to Matthew 6 verse 10. As the devil has been completely removed from heaven, when the Lord comes to earth, he will remove the devil and the Father's will be done on earth. So praying for his kingdom to be fulfilled first, as in Matthew 6 verse 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. This is the economic principle given to Christians. It is different from the world. The world teaches uh, it takes a lot of time, money, and effort to make money. But God's children are not in this world, but rather in the kingdom of God. So they must follow the laws and regulations of His kingdom. So again, from Matthew 6.33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. All these things, eating and drinking, any carnal things will be added unto you, any necessities. The Apostle Paul also said, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Romans fourteen seventeen. The bride of Christ is ready for marriage. It is practically done now. Ephesians 5:27 says she must be a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. 1 Corinthians 3:10 through 16, 2 Corinthians 5:10 and 11, and also in Romans 14:10 through 12 tells us cleansing takes place before the judgment seat of Christ. I don't have time to explain all of this today, so please look into them at your own time. Therefore, the church must be a bodily member of Christ, just as Eve was part of Adam's body. The church of Christ is composed of those who have been born again to become the bodily members of Christ, who are the bride of Christ. Therefore, those who have not yet accepted Jesus Christ cannot become the bodily members of Christ. Being a member, being called a brother or sister in Christ is a tremendous blessing. Therefore, those who are not saved should never be put on the church registry. But these days, that is not the case. It is heartbreaking to see people come and go as they please while church hopping as churches quickly accept them and ask them to register without knowing what kind of person they are at first. A thorough cleansing will be performed to rid of spots and wrinkles at the judgment seat of Christ. Then you will be married to Jesus Christ. The bride is currently engaged. We know through the Bible that the wedding ceremony will take place in heaven right before the second coming of Jesus Christ. Revelation 19 verse eight and 9, and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. and he saith unto me right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the lamb. And he saith unto me, these are the true saints of God. The fine linen here is the righteousness of the saints. In other words, it is the righteous works done by the saints. When we Christians are saved, we are not saved by our righteousness, but rather we are saved by the righteousness of God. Because Jesus Christ shed his blood and died, our sins were blotted out, and because he was resurrected and received the Holy Spirit, we are saved. But our own righteousness means nothing. We have received the righteousness of Jesus Christ as a free gift. It's priceless, a price we cannot afford. We just got it for free. However, after we are saved, we must build up our righteousness. It's like building a house. To build a house on a rock that is Christ, the foundation. After believing in Jesus Christ, we must practice righteousness according to the word, according to the Bible. When we obey the word, we immediately put on the fine linen of righteousness. We are sanctified by the word. Doing good morally is important, of course. But it's useless if you do not follow the word. You must obey God's word and immediately put on the fine linen of righteousness. When we see sin, we must rebuke it mercilessly. This is wearing divine linen. Without setting biblical boundaries and covering up all sins isn't what the Bible tells us. Of course, you can cover the faults of the saints and pray for them, but you cannot acknowledge them. That's why the context of the passage says, that all saved Christians must build up their own righteousness after they are saved. Work out the salvation which the Lord Jesus Christ has worked in you. When you boast about material wealth, church buildings or other visible things, you say you are rich, but you don't know that you are pitiful. In reality, believers must put on the clothes of the word by obeying the word. When you do the words of righteousness, you get to wear righteousness, which is the fine linen. So you have to cover your naked chain. That's why in Revelation 16, verse 15, some Christians appear naked. We have already testified the word last time. Also the words of the letter to the saints of the Laodicea church, Revelation 3, verse 17 through 18. It's a passage that we know well, very well. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye self, that thou mayest see. Quite the fitting warning to our current times. And what is this white raiment? The Apostle John speaks of the related words in First John 2.28 and 29. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If we know that he is righteous, we know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. This is what happens during the rapture. The coming of the Lord to the saints is the rapture. That's what we're waiting for. And the coming of the Lord... Unto the unbelievers is his second coming on earth. 1 John 3 verse 2 When he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Philippians three twenty one, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. This is the hope of Christians. If we firmly hold on to this hope, no matter how difficult it may be for us on earth, we can overcome everything with that hope. Apostle John said, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? 1 John 5 verse 4 and 5. He will come and take me away. With this, you can overcome any difficulty. In the past, the members of the early church were able to overcome their death through torture devices, being eaten alive by lions, or burning at the stakes. Neither fire nor the mouths of lions could take away their faith. The Apostle Paul testified in the last part of Romans chapter 8 that for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Our physical bodies may perish but no one can take away our faith. The bride is cleansed at the judgment seat of Christ. Again, crowns will be given to Christians and useless works of the flesh will be burned up. The perfected sinless bride moves forward to Christ. The marriage ceremony of the Lamb is described in detail even in Psalms. Please pray and read Psalm 45. The contents so far. First, the bride of Christ is raptured on the day of Christ and judged accordingly for what she has done at the judgment seat of Christ. Second, afterwards, at the end of the tribulation, she is to be married to Jesus Christ. Then, she will come back down to earth with Jesus Christ. Is this not a great blessing? We won't be coming to suffer and die, but we are coming back to be glorified with the Lord. We will see the tribulation saints who were taken up to heaven before going on a honeymoon trip with the Lord for 8,000 years in the millennial kingdom. They appear as virgins in Psalm 45. They are the companions who follow the bride. They are the bridesmaid who follow the bride. They're the Jews, the tribulation saints. As Christians participating in this marriage ceremony, we are able to see they are all members of God's family mentioned in Ephesians three hundred fifteen. God's family consists of the Christian bride and groom, Jesus Christ, the Old Testament saints from Moses to John the Baptist, the friends of the groom in John three twenty nine, and the concubines, who were saved under grace before the age of the law in the Old Testament. Truly amazing. Also the Jewish virgins who were raptured during the tribulation, and the Gentile saints who were killed during the tribulation period. These guests are shown also in Song of Solomon, chapter 6, verse 8. All these people attending modern-day weddings of the world are a model of the true wedding that will happen in the future. As mentioned earlier, all this appears in Psalm 45:14 and Song of Solomon chapter 6. There are virgins, friends of the groom, and the bride. There are other members of God's family, the saints during the millennium. They are not able to participate in the wedding ceremony because they appear after the second coming of Christ. John the Baptist said, He that hath the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom which standeth and hear him rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This, my joy therefore, is fulfilled. John 3.29 Isn't it wonderful to know that we are his bride? I truly hope you find comfort knowing this blessing. If you have not been saved yet, you just have to receive Jesus Christ by faith, and be washed from all your sins with His blood. Be forgiven and be born again by the Holy Spirit. It's that simple. Why? Because everything was done by Jesus Christ on the cross. It is all finished. Believe it and receive Him. That's why those who do not accept this truth are wicked in God's eyes. God became a man and died and blotted out all our sins. So then how crazy do you sound if you proclaim, I have no sin, I am righteous, I am fine, I am good. That's why the Lord is coming for judgment. Anyone who is so confident to say, I am righteous, I am nice, can stand before God. If you are so confident like this, please say, I will never die in front of God at this moment. But can you? And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment, Hebrews 9.27. So is God's word correct, or are you correct? You must never oppose God's word because of your own ideas. Good people commit many of these sins. Good and yet arrogant people who criticize others for being good fall into this trap and miss out on salvation. We should pay close attention to the second coming found in Song of Solomon chapters 3 verse 6 through 11, chapter 6 verse 10, the rapture in chapter 2 verse 8 through 10. The theme of the Bible is the second coming of Jesus Christ. In Genesis 3:15, when Adam and Eve sinned, God said to the serpent, "Because you have done this, Jesus Christ The descendant of Abraham, descendant of David, who comes as the descendant of the woman, will bruise your head. He will come again to destroy you. Why? Because you brought sin into the world, because you killed all my people. The theme of the Bible begins and ends with the second coming of Jesus Christ. The Bible means nothing if we miss the second coming. It is no different from other religions. What hope do you have if the second coming is missing in your sermon? How would you comfort the saints living such difficult times in the world? There is no other way. Human consolation is temporary. However, we must hold on to the comfort and the hope in the word of God forever. The word of God created the world and holds it together. Can such words not hold our flesh and our hearts? Please don't be fooled. The words of Revelation 19 verse 9 are neither ambiguous nor implications. These are the true words of God. God never hides these words, unless the Lord tells us that they are parables. Even so, He explained all the parables to His disciples. And, Us, his children. Please never misunderstand the word of God. Revelation 19, verse 10 And I fell at his feet to worship him, and he said unto me, See thou, do it not. I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? It means don't worship angels. That includes worshiping of the saints as the Roman Catholics do. For all people are sinners. Also don't worship the church or any of the sacraments. Do not worship any program, teachings, or doctrines. It means putting nothing before Jesus Christ. Don't put anything before Jesus Christ. Everything else is idols. If you serve or worship anything other than Jesus Christ, that is an idol. Your own body is also an idol. You have no idea how many idols there are in this world right now. Anything you put before God is an idol. The testimony of Jesus is not the church to which Christ belongs or the commandments of Christ or following knowledge or teachings or loving your neighbor as yourself, but the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit that prophesizes the future. A prophecy is a clear statement about certain things. This is a sure way to know the difference between true born-again Christians who believe in the Bible and self-professed Christians. The questions you can ask, Are you sure? where the unsaved go when they die? Do you know for sure what will happen soon on earth? If you can answer that, you are born again Christian. Not even Catholics, Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, Protestants, theologians, philosophers and scientists can answer this. Why is that? The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. If there is no Holy Spirit within, there is no testimony. However, John 16.13 says, A person who has been born again has the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, and God the Father within. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. The first thing God gives to those who are saved is the sure knowledge that they are saved. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And this is the record, that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in His Son, 1 John 5.11. Then in 2 Timothy 1.12, For I know whom I have believed. And am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day, also in 1 Corinthians one verse nine God is faithful by whom ye were called unto the fellowship of his Son Jesus Christ our Lord 1 thessalonians five twenty three and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 5.24 Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Jude 24 Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with his exceeding joy. First John three. Verse 2 and 3, Beloved, now are we the sons of God? And it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. Romans 8 38 and 39, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah! Blessings to you in the name of Jesus Christ, that you may live in this certainty.